We are working through these four Sundays, and this is Sunday number three, just talking through what it is that we do at Coast Vineyard. And uh, we've come up with these, these things that are nothing new, but it's just helping us to put language and pictures and, and uh, just to grab a hold of what we do. And this is what we do. We connect. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. We grow. Talk, Jacinda talked about that last week. And today we're going to be talking about this thing that we do. We serve. And we serve each other. And, you know, when we're, when we're looking at how we communicate these things, we start off with just three. We start off with just connect, grow, and serve. And we thought serve's kind of this two-part thing where we serve each other, that as the church we, we uh, do things for one another, but also we, we serve our community. We go and we share the gospel and we look after those that are in need and we, uh, we go and make a difference in our, in our community. And, uh, but as we're looking at it, we we're just a little bit nervous that if we did that, being who we are, we might just sort of drift back into just always just looking after ourselves and forgetting about how there's a world out there that needs to know the, God's love for them that is uh, in tough places and, and we as a church can, can help them out. And so we've added go to the connect, grow and serve. So go is kind of like serve part two. It's kind of like the... The, the serving that we do beyond. And it's all serving God. It's what we do. We, we serve God by, by serving each other and we're, we're serving our world. So, and we created these little things here and I've got a little fridge man, magnet on the back. If you didn't get one of these in the last couple of weeks, just grab one off the info table, stick it on your fridge and you'll be able to um, remember what we're all about and also cover out off that big gouge. Everyone's got a gouge somewhere in their fridge. So just, just uh, happy to help out there with that. Um, so Jesus, as part of that night in the Last Supper, he also said this to his disciples. He said, This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So we serve, and there's fruit that comes from it. St. Augustine, the 4th century bishop of Hippo, it's a great place to live in, Hippo, it's in North Africa, um, he said this, Without God, we cannot, but without us, he will not. He's inviting us into this thing of serving and God using us to see his purposes on, on earth fulfilled. And Jesus, he talked about serving a lot. In Matthew 23, 11, he says this, The greatest among you will be your servant. It's almost one of those lines, if you've heard it before, it just seems to sort of wash over. But that's like, that's like it's profound, a little bit confusing. The greatest among you will be your servant. Again in Mark 9.35. And he sat down and he called the twelve. And he said to them, If anyone would be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. Paul the apostle carries on with this, with these words of Jesus. And writing to the church in Galatia. In Galatians 5.13 he says this, You my brothers and sisters were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. We're meant to serve. That's why it's one of, our, one of the big four things that we do. That's what we're talking about today. We serve. Now, I know that when I say the word serve, all sorts of different things could come up into your mind. 
It might be this thing, might be like the first thing that pops into your head. It's like, like he's talking about my man Roger and uh, serving. It's like, it's okay, it's not quite what we mean. But, or you might, this next one, this might be what you think when I say serve. <laughs> but it's serve, okay? Not surf, it's serve. Okay, or you might think of this next one, like think a picture of, a, of someone as like a waiter, just like, you know, going, um, bowing to every whim of, uh, of a customer. Um, so, but I'll tell you what it looks like a whole lot more is like this, like this next one. That's what serving looks like. And this morning we had Dean... Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to Dean, happy birthday to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we had Dean and Joe and Kieran and Stefan and Isaac on the loud drums and uh, Thomas on the... Isaac usually looks at me while we're doing worship and I'm in the front row there and I'm always going like... <laughs> but I thought, oh, I'll let him off today. It was, it was too loud, but I'll just thought, it's your last day, mate. Just... Just knock yourself out. <laughs> but that's serving. You know, these guys, they, they've, they've spent years practicing their instruments. They invest money in their instruments. They've been, they practice time. They've been practicing through the week. They get here at like whatever it is, 8 o'clock on a Sunday morning. They set up. They run through everything. They lead you. Also, that they are doing that so that all of us can have this opportunity to together open our hearts and worship God together, and with the expectation that as we do that together, God's going to come and meet with us and we can encounter him. They're serving us. And it doesn't just happen, you know, they're just the ones up front. We've got Peter at the sound desk mixing. We've got Michael up there, and, uh, and uh, I was talking to him before, and it's like those guys there, it's just one of the toughest jobs in the whole church. It's like if everything goes smoothly, no one thinks about them. As soon as something goes wrong, it's like you're all like, yeah. And worship guys, they're notorious. They're going like, I think God wants us to do a song. We didn't prepare, so we're just going to sing it. And they're like scrambling up there trying to, trying to find it. They've got, they've got the, that. But it does serving. They get here early, the same thing. But, and then there's people that are making coffee. There's people that are folding new sheets and giving them to you at the door and giving you bars of chocolate if you're here for the first time. And, and if you didn't get one at your first time, um, go back and uh, say, hey, you know, I'm first time. Uh, so there's, there's, thing, children, you know, there's people down there that are sowing into our children, just inspiring them in life and faith and, and our youth. It's, and that's just Sunday mornings. There's heaps of other things that are happening out, out and about. We've got um, one thing that, uh, this is just one of many, is that um, Michael and Fiona Brown, who are part of the church here, and they're, they're hearing these things that, like, People are like going, oh, I'd love to go to this life group, but like we've got kids and it's just hard and it's like maybe only just one could go one week and then one the other week. Or, and so they go, hey, why don't we do a, a life group for families? And so they've started one up on a Friday and it's uh, over dinner and the kids can come and it's awesome, you know, and it, it just, it's just serving. Now, all our life groups do that as they serve you. We've got a couple of interns that are just, boy, they serve, they do amazing things. So... We've got Albert, is he here somewhere? Yeah, stand up, bro. Yeah. So this is Albert. Jacinda introduced... Okay, you can sit back down again. Okay. So Jacinda introduced him last week, but he was down helping out with the kids. And uh, he just started uh, his internship this year. And Tash is here as well. So give Tash's over there. 
Tasha's been doing her internship for six months, so she calls herself senior intern. And, um, but these guys do incredible stuff to just serve you guys. Got people making meals for people that are in, in tough times, that are just needing some, some help, some support. That's what we do. We jump in and we just, we just serve. We just look after each other. That's what we do. We serve God by serving each other. And here's, here's this bonus. And I'm going to talk a bit more about this in our Finding Joy series. And seriously, this, this series will be really, really cool. Eh? There's like a bunch of... I've just been, for whatever reason... I've been, over the last 12 months, been doing a whole bunch of reading about all of this. There's all this current research about joy, and there's all of these things that people are discovering, and, uh, uh, and we're going to talk about a whole bunch of these things, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and seriously, it's like, who, who, who doesn't want more joy in their life? So it's going to be um, great. So I'm always just, um, I've got one of these in my pocket sort of permanently. I was at a party last night thinking, like, oh, who knows, you know, might bump into someone, some sad person in the corner that <laughs> needs a bit of joy. So. Um, but here's, here's this bonus this, this morning, and it's like a little sneak preview into our Finding Joy series, is that the research has shown that one of the big, big, big influences on the amount of joy that you have in your life and on increasing joy is being kind and generous Helping and serving other people. And because, uh, like, helping others, it releases dopamine, which is a neurotransmitter, and you can feel just as good, you can feel just as good helping people as you can by taking a dopamine releasing drug like cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm not going to go, into, I mean, like, there's going to be all sorts of fun things you're going to hear about, about joy um, as we go, but it's just fascinating, it's just so helpful. So, so bring your friends, grab, your, grab an extra invite card, I know you've got one, and you kind of think like, oh, I've been invited to the Finding Joy series, it's more about like, no, you've been given an invite to give to someone else to come to the Finding Joy series, okay? So, and there's another bonus, is that when you serve, you grow, you become more like Jesus, by giving yourself away. You learn about yourself. You, get, you, you gain skills. And as Jacinda said last week, a huge part of working out this relationship with God comes from working out these relationships with, uh, with other people. So serving is awesome. So give yourself a treat. Serve. Cheaper than cocaine. <laughs> All right. I've heard. So then you might have the question that swirls around, so, but what, what do I do? You know, I've seen the guys up here and you know, the, the musicians and it's like, what a, what a great thing to, to be able to be part of the worship team, but I can't play anything. What, what, do, I, what do I do? You know, but I'm, some of you, you may have already found a, a really sweet place to serve that you just, when you do it, you just feel like you come alive. It's, it's just a, it seems like you're just made for it. Um, might be playing bass. It's a, a great way to serve. Uh, but it might be just praying with people through, through hard times. It might be working with our, our, our young people. It might be leading a life group. It may just be making new people feel welcome. It might be praying for those 
that are in need. It might be just that whole thing of being at home on your own and just praying for things that you know that, that need to, to get better um, and, and for the work of God to be fruitful in the church. It just may be what it, what it is. So I, and, and I say this sort of every, about a couple of times a year. So um, if you haven't heard it before, I just, and it's always good to remind you, so like for, for Jacinda and I and for, um, I guess, the leaders in the church, uh, we love you to pray for us. And I know that there's many, many things that you could pray for in the world. And you've got only so much prayer time that you, you have. And so, but one thing that I want you to think about is that if you're driving and you ever see roadkill on the road, what I want you to do is go say, that's a sign that God wants me to pray for Matt. Okay? Could you? All right? So just take that on. So if you're driving and you see a poor little possum didn't quite fast enough that night, so it's just, it's just, it was, God just put that possum there so that you'd pray for me and for Jacinda. So I'd love you to do that for us, okay? So it won't be every day unless you're living out in the country. So, so what do I do to serve, though? Like Some of you may still be working this out. Like What, what do I do? Well, let me, let me give you a few things that might help you to point you in the right direction, okay? There's a few things that are just worth, worth thinking about here. Uh, first thing is, is passion. What do you love? What do you love to do? Some people love working with kids. I worked, I did a day once with one of my girls when they were in preschool, and um, it was the longest two hours of my life. Like, I just had this little session there. I mean, seriously, I was just like, these, these people that do this for a job, they're like, they're like amazing, they're like angels. How do they do this? Day after day, you know, but they love it. I was checking my watch every three minutes, and I was just like, you know, like, <laughs> like um, but what do you love? What do you love to do? Abilities. What are your natural talents? What are your natural talents? Some people might have natural talents with, with empathy with people. Some people might have natural talents with building things and making things. Some people might have natural talents with, with teaching. You know, what are your natural talents? Your personality. What's your wiring? Because you might have two people that are both passionate about evangelism, but the introvert, maybe they'll be, they'll be doing evangelism like, um, I'm going I'm to pray for people to come to faith. Or they might be going like, I'm going to get that, that big invite Sunday card and I'm going to stick it under someone's windscreen wiper. <laughs> you know? and, uh, or you know, they may just be doing things like that. But the extrovert, they'll be talking to the person at the checkout at Pack and Save and they'll be talking to the person at the bus stop and the dairy owner. They'll, just be, they'll be talking to everyone. So your, your personality affects things as well. Your experience. Like, what have you done? What have you, what have you gained some skills at just from doing it? You know, whether it's your education or your vocation, uh, it's... Your ministry that you've done in in, uh, in churches before, um, your journey of faith that you've had experience in that can be helpful for people, um, or even some really tough things that you've been through. Some really tough things that you've been through can be tremendously helpful to people that are also going through a tough time. And if you've kind of come through that, it's such an incredible opportunity to to give them hope in their in their situation. So experience is important. Opportunity. What's, what's in front of you? You might be thinking like, 
like when I look at my passion and my personality, my experience, and I would just love to do this, but it doesn't seem like there's anything happening with that. I said, well, well in the meantime, why don't you, a couple of things, you could either do something else that would add to your skills, that, so when that thing does happen, you'll have some more skills, or let's start doing this thing that you're passionate about. Come and see me. I said like a couple of weeks ago, like one of my gifts is I'm good at helping getting things going. And so if you've got something, I'd just love to do this, but I can't start anything, then let's get together and I'll get it going and then you can keep it going. So um, I can help. And the last thing that might help point you in the right direction is, is fruit. Remember we talked about how Jesus expects us to be, to be fruitful. But, and, you know, there's just, here's what I've found is that as I've tried different things in life, there's some of those things just seem to like good stuff happens on the back of it, like quite easily. And sometimes I think that I'm awesome, but then I remember that, no, I'm partnering with God. He's awesome. I'm just kind of stepping in and doing it. Um, but then, and then there's other, th- other times when I'll start doing things and it just feels like hard work, and it doesn't, not, not a lot seems to come from it, and, and uh, it just feels like, I was going to say pushing something somewhere, but I won't say that. Um, it just feels like hard, hard work, just, and it's just, just hard. And uh, there's just certain things, it's almost like God seems to breathe on them when you step into to doing it. And, um, and take notice of those things. So fruit. It's always funny when you come back to your notes and you think, like, did someone just sneak up here and steal a page? It's like, where, where am I up to? Fruit, there it is. In 1 Peter 4, 10, it says this, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. So when you're asking the question, well, what does this look like for me? If you're not sure, why don't you, why don't you try this? Why don't you just have a go at something? <laughs> just have a go. Um, try something. You know, it's easier. I've heard it says it's easier to steer a moving ship. So just have a go at something. And now we're going to help you a little bit today. Like We've thrown all these things out here. And I know this is just around Sunday. And Sunday mornings is just a small part of your week. And there's all sorts of other things that are happening. But um, just, just have a go. These, you know, our team leaders in these areas, they're going to be hanging around here. Grab a coffee, go and have a chat to them. No pressure. Just to, you know, see what they get up to. And, um, but have a, have a go. Have a go at something. Try, sign up, even if it's just like, oh, could I, maybe could I just do this for a couple of months, just try it out. Just, yeah, try it on. It's just a good way for us all to be sort of stepping into what God's doing here. So, it's also important just to throw in as well that in any family, there's always the family chores. So it's awesome being a part of a family. You go on holidays together, you do stuff together. Uh, and, but there's always... The chores, isn't it? So, like, our heart is that whatever you would step in to be doing, that probably 70 to 80% of the stuff that you do is you're doing the stuff you love. But every now and then there's some other bits and pieces that it's good just to do. Like, it might be sitting up, the, you know, on, a, on a, the chairs on a Sunday morning, or it might be um, cleaning the hub, or it might be um, 
stuff like that. So signs maybe need to be put out. So, um, all right. Now, we've heard about giving this morning as well, and like giving again is in another awesome way that uh, that you can serve. And it's funny with with churches, they often don't like think of that as as serving. Or they there's there's some scriptures that that when Jesus you know says it's harder for a rich man to um, it's harder for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to get into heaven. Everyone like reads that and they go, "Oh, we've got to, we can't be, we can't have money, and we can't be like look at to be someone that earns lots of money." I'm saying, like, well, like if God has blessed you with the ability to earn money, I mean, you just go go for your life, um, because that just can can release so much resource to be able to then do a whole bunch of stuff for the kingdom. So if you feel like, even if, you, if you're a young person here today and you're trying to like work out what, what's ahead for you and you think, like, actually, I'd really love to get into business and I'd love, to, I'd love to make a lot of money, I said, go for it, let me bless that. But always keep it in mind that um, uh, the, the call for followers of Jesus is to cultivate a generous heart and, um, and to never, um, never fall in love with money. That's the key, never fall in love with money. Another great area of serving is leadership. And again, it can be this funny thing with, with Christians and they go like, well, you know, um, Christianity, like humility is one of those wonderful qualities to have as a Christian. And so it would be, I wouldn't want to ever like put my hand up and say, I'd love to be a, a leader because that would be a little bit arrogant. I said, no, nah, all that. That's don't, that's, listen to what, um, listen to what, this is Paul the Apostle writing to Timothy as one of his young leaders. And he says this in 1 Timothy 3.1. He said, Here is a trustworthy saying. Whoever aspires to be an overseer desires a noble task. It's a great thing to do is to put your hand up and say, I'd love to, like, to learn how to lead. I'd love to step into leading. It's a great thing to do. So don't worry about, you know, we, we will, um, if you came to us and said, like, I feel like I'd like to lead something, it's like, we go, Yay. It's a noble thing. Let's, um, let's see what that can look like in the life of Coast Vineyard. But at the same time, always remembering that the heart of leadership is always about serving. It's never about like, hey, check me out. I've got a, like a really um, you know, Mr. Important badge on now because I'm a leader. No, it's always about serving others. Romans 12.10 says, Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. And it, it uh, goes on there. But it's always, serving is always about, um, sorry, leading is always about you know, serving. Let me finish with this, this, uh, this last thing here. We're just going to play a little game, okay? Who's up for a game? All right. So this game, it's called Cut Your Finger Off. Okay, who's still keen? Okay, all right. It's cool. It's, and no, it'll be fun. Seriously, it'll be fun. Um, so, here's the, so we're going to cut one of your fingers off, but you get to choose which one it is, okay? We're not actually going to cut your fingers off. There's a few people looking at me like, oh, what just happened? Um, let's, let's just say we were going to, you had to cut one of your fingers off. Like, where would you, you go like, but you could choose which one is it. So where are you going to go? Like, first of all, you're going to go, I'm right-handed. It's not going to be my right hand because that's my good hand. That's my strong hand. So... So we've got like, we've narrowed it down to five, okay? 
It's not going to be my thumb, because opposing thumbs is what separates me from my dog, so I'm going to keep that. And uh, so, so we're down to four, and then you're thinking, okay, which one of these four is it? And you're probably thinking, well, probably just that one on the end there, it's not that helpful anyway. So let's do a little finger on your non-dominant hand. Okay. All right. So just before Christmas, I um, snapped a tendon in my little finger of my left hand, and um, the end of it just sort of started flopping around. And, uh, and uh, so I went to the doctor the next day, and he says, oh, yeah, that's, that's mallet finger. That's what happens, because it just sort of goes, doink, looks like a mallet. And um, they say, yep, that'll, um, that'll take a while to fix. So keep it in a splint uh, for eight weeks, and they just hold it in a splint. You've, those of you that have been here have seen me in my little splint. And eventually the ends of the tendons just find each other and they join back up again. And uh, so, the, but the, the thing is, is that the little finger is really, really important. I missed it. <laughs> I, missed, I missed my little finger. Um, here's what I learned is that uh, with, about fingers, you talk to these hand doctors eh, and they tell you all sorts of interesting things, but they're saying, so these, these two fingers here, they're for your fine motor school. So you, these are the ones you're going to use if you're trying to thread, a, thread through the eye of a needle or you're trying to do something a little bit tricky. These are the ones that you use here. But these outer two ones, these are where the power comes from in your hands. And so um, you, know, you lose what seems like a, you know, not that important, your little finger on your left hand. It's like you lose all your power, and so I've just got this off maybe two weeks ago, and uh, when it came, so I hadn't, hadn't used it for whatever it was, two months, and uh, they've got these grip things that you squeeze, and it records on a gauge just how, how strong you are, and um, she said, this, this, this is a bit off, it's reading a bit low, I don't know whether she was just saying that or whether she was just making me feel better, because <laughs> I'm like really weak, but... Uh, um, so you squeeze this with your, with your right hand, this is my good hand, um, that's got all my fingers have been working fine for the last two months, that's, and then I squeeze it with my other hand, and she goes, no, no, squeeze, I'm like, <laughs> so it was about 40% less squeeze, um, just because the little finger just hadn't been, hadn't been working for the last couple of months, so little fingers, um, they're important, and look, when you think about your area of serving in the life of the church, sometimes you can feel like a little finger. And you can feel like, you know what, It'd be, people wouldn't even miss it if, if we chopped it off. You know, it doesn't seem to be that helpful, not that important. But I'll tell you what, like, I, <laughs> I really missed my little finger. I'm glad he's back. And... Um, if you're thinking, like, you know, it wouldn't be a big deal if I didn't do my little thing, like, you are a big deal. You are a big deal. You are important. Whatever you're doing, it's important. And you might think, oh, yeah, you have to say that, Matt. You're the pastor. And, uh, but look, it's not just me. Listen to what Paul the Apostle says. He writes this letter to the church in Corinth, you know, in, in, in Greece, and, uh, and he says this to them. And, 1 Corinthians 12, he says, Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body. Whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, whether we're born in New Zealand, we're born somewhere else, whether we're tall, whether we're short, whether we're young, whether we're old, we were all given the one spirit to drink. 
Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, quite apart from how ugly that would look, um, where would the sense of hearing be? And if the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. So every little thing that every one of us does as we serve one another is so, so valuable. So valuable. We've all got something to do and every bit makes up an essential part of what God is doing here at Coast Vineyard. So here's some things for you to, to think about, to pray about, to, uh, and to act on. What am I good at where, that I could use to serve others? That's one thing. Second one is, you know, what do I know that I could teach others? And the thing is, what could I give to help others? Because that's, that's how we serve. Why don't we stand together? Now, I'd love us all just to step into to doing something that comes out of our passions and our experiences and our abilities and, and what brings fruitfulness because, because I just know that, that joy comes from that. And again, I, I love seeing people step into joy. So... Um, Hey, just as we finish, one thing that I felt that, uh, that God wanted to do this morning, um, and it would just be probably for, for just for some of you uh, this morning that I'd love to pray for and, and probably have some people that are around you to pray for you as well. The Message Bible, uh, Eugene Peterson, who wrote the Message Bible, he, he talks, I think it's like Matthew 11 or 12, and he, he talks about um, being burned out on religion. Are you weary? Are you burned out on religion? And the sense I had this morning was that some of you have come along to Coast Vineyard uh, burned out on religion. Just burned out on religion. And, um, and obviously we just welcome you with, with open arms and we say come and, come and find a place here where you can um, replenish and, and recover and... Um, and allow God just to, just to breathe life into you once again. But my sense was this morning is that some of you have found here, you've found this to be a place that's safe, you've found this to be a place where you have experienced some, some restoration and replenishment, and, uh, and this morning God is wanting to say to you again, is, is it's time to, to step back in to serving to bringing what he has given you to be a blessing to others. It's time. You, and it's, it's, you may not have come this morning thinking that like, 
around that, maybe you're still thinking like, I'm in this place where I'm needing this, this, this rest in this space. But I feel like for some of you that God is saying, it's, it's time. It's time to step, to step back in and bring what God's given you to be a blessing to others. Come on and come on. We don't mind if a lot of noise with kids, eh? They're like, oh no, big church is still going. Is there anyone here that would, that if you feel like that's you, that, you know, I'd encourage you just to put your hand up and we'll just get some people around you just to pray, to pray with you and just to, just to pray a blessing. Just to, just pop your hand up where you are. And I know that for some of you, you might, might be a step too far popping your hand up and have people praying for you. But if, even if you weren't brave enough to put your hand up, but you come with someone this morning, you may want to just ask them to, to pray with you. Um, so we're just going to finish with a, with a song. Could we get some folks to come and um, gather around? There's a, um, I'm sorry, I've forgotten your name. That's right, gotcha. Um, and gather around and pray. And the rest of us, let's just, let's just finish with a song. And just don't forget, there's um, very friendly people are going to be over there. Um, some of them may want to bribe you, but that we're quite, quite open for that. That's fine. <laughs> and uh, my encouragement to you, step into serving. It's a good thing.